0: Get ready. You are about to be inspired, encouraged, and blessed by JCK Ministries audio podcast. Live now, your host, J.C. Kleindienst. Good to reminisce on old revelation that God is truly good. Amen. Well, look over at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad to see you here this morning. Yeah, I'm so glad to see you here this morning. Amen. Amen. Go with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 45, verses 3 through 4. Genesis, chapter 45, verses 3 through 4. And as you're turning there, of course, I'd like to pay honor to our pastor and to our first lady. Can we give them a hand clap of appreciation? Amen. Amen. And of course, I'd like to pay honor to my beautiful bride. Genesis chapter 45, verses 3 through 4. Amen. Does anybody feel like preaching with me this morning? Amen. (laughs) Genesis chapter 45, 3 through 4 says this. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Does my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him. Why? For they were troubled at his presence. Verse 4 says, And and Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. He said, I am Joseph. In other words, I am still alive. I'm still here. I want to preach to you on this thought this morning. I am. Still alive, you need to look at your neighbor and say, I am still alive. I've made it through, I overcame, I got over, I forgave. I'm still alive, amen. Why don't you raise your hands and let's pray this morning? Father, we need you. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost because without it, Lord, this would not be successful. But when we do have the anointing, anything can happen. Souls can be liberated. Minds can be renewed. We thank you for what's going to happen this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we praise. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise and you may be seated. I am still alive. This Old Testament character named Joseph, he went through many things, from being mistreated by his brothers, being falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, and then he was thrown in a prison for many years. I believe the most painful thing that Joseph went through was being sold into a life of slavery by his own blood one commentary said and i quote although joseph's brothers didn't kill him outright they probably didn't expect him uh, to survive as long as a slave joseph faced a 30-day journey through the desert probably chained on foot he would be treated like baggage and once in egypt he would be sold as a piece of merchandise Yet we find a promising scripture in Joseph's story. Genesis chapter 39 verses 1 through 2 says this. Now Joseph had been taken down. I wish you'd say he had been taken down. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Verse 2 says, and the Lord... Was with Joseph. We notice here that Joseph was taken down to Egypt, but we also know that the Lord was with him. See, when you feel like life is taking you down, when you feel like the enemy is taking you down, when you feel like discouragement and despair is taking you down, I've just come to remind you, you've got to remember that God is with you in the ups and the downs of life. He's with you when you feel like you're being taken down. He's with you in the low moments of life. The Bible says that he's a what? Friend that sticketh closer than any brother. See, Joseph, he might have been betrayed by his own brothers, but he had a friend that stick closer than any brother. He had a friend that stick closer than any parent. He had a friend that stick closer than any inner circle. And this friend's name was Jesus. I've come to tell you, you got a friend in your struggle. You've got a friend in your dilemma. You've got a friend in your difficulty. And his name is Jesus. If you're thankful for that holy friend, why don't you just Give him praise this morning. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20 tells this, "And behold, I am with you always." says Jesus saying, "Behold, I am with you, everyone say me. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." I was reading that verse, and I, my mind went to this. It says, "I will be, be with you, what? Always to the end." of the age. We know that God is with us in beginnings but he's also a God that will be with us in conclusions. Friend I've come to preach to you right now that job might have ended come on that situation might have ended and you feel hopeless and you feel like what's going to happen but he's a God that says I'm not just with you in the beginnings I'm with you in the endings. I'm with you in the conclusions. I'm with you in the discouragement. I'm with you in the spare i'm not just with you in the highlights i'm with you in the down parts of life i am a friend that sticketh closer than any brother if we fast forward the story of joseph we will find ourselves in the polished palace of pharaoh and there we would see joseph receiving his promotion to the position of becoming the second most powerful man in egypt and those days, a famine swept through the land, causing people to come from everywhere to buy food from the pantry of the Egyptians. And Joseph was the overseer. Which brings us to our text. Joseph's brothers came to where Joseph was asking for grain. Joseph recognized them and looked at the very people who tried to sabotage his story. And he revealed his identity. He said, I M. Joseph. In other words, I am still alive. Sometimes you need to look at your problem. You need to look at your dilemma. You need to look at what you've been through and say, I am still here. 2020, I'm still alive. I've made it through difficulty. I've made it through problems. I've made it through storms. I've made it through addiction. I've made it through. Here I am. I'm still alive. I wish you'd radically declare that in the atmosphere this morning. I'm still alive. See, it's possible for your natural blood pumping heart to be beating. But spiritually and emotionally, you're deceased. Amen. God doesn't want you to just be alive naturally. Friend, he wants you to be alive within. There are four common health practices that if you do these things, they will help you live a healthier life naturally. But I believe that these four things parallel in the spirit. And Joseph applied them in his affliction, which gave him the awesome ability to say, I'm still alive after my darkest days. The first thing you must do if you want to live a healthier life naturally is you've got to watch your diet. One quote about the diet goes like this. The food you eat can either be the safest, And most powerful form of medicine or it can be the slowest form of poison. If the diet is that important naturally, how much more significant is your diet spiritually? Joseph was thrown into many different things in his life. He was thrown in the pit. He was thrown in the prison. But he never let the prison or the pit get in him. See, you can't control what life throws you in. But you can control what gets in you. You've got to refuse to digest yesterday's dilemma. You've got to refuse to chew on yesterday's circumstance. My diet is not problems. My diet is pr- promises. My diet is not trouble. My diet is is truth. My diet is not difficulty. My diet is deliverance. We've got to change our diet. We've got to decide I'm not going to chew on unforgiveness. I'm not going to chew on any of that. I'm going to chew on the word of God. In other words, don't let what you're in get in you i might be in a storm in a difficulty in a dilemma in a pit but it's not getting in me i might be in this world but i'm not of this world i might be in this storm but the storm's not in me i might be in this pit but this pit's not in me your spiritual diet has the opportunity to help your spirit or poison it Joseph was able to say, I am still alive, because he didn't let bitterness from the past dwell in him. The second thing you must do, if you want to have a healthier life naturally, you've got to drink plenty of water. Everyone say water. Yeah, you've got to drink plenty of water. Your body depends on water to survive. Every cell, tissue, and organ in your body Needs to work correctly. It, it needs water to work correctly. It's been said man can live about 40 days without food. But only 3 days without water. What water is for the body... The Holy Ghost is for the soul. You need the Holy Ghost to work correctly. You need the Holy Ghost to function right. You need the Holy Ghost to survive this thing called life. Scripture says out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. If you don't have the water in your life, you will find yourself spiritually dehydrated. The Holy Ghost will get you through the dry seasons of life. The Holy Ghost will encourage you to keep going when you're in the pit. The Holy Ghost will get you through the battle. You need to make sure you've got plenty of Holy Ghost working through you or you will find yourself dehydrated. Pharaoh looked at Joseph and said, can we find anyone else like this man? Notice this is Pharaoh talking about Joseph. Pharaoh was a godless man. Pharaoh wasn't righteous Pharaoh wasn't praying, but notice what he said. He said, Can anyone, can we find anyone else like this man, so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Here is an unrighteous man looking at Joseph and declaring, I recognize that something is different about you. You've got the power of the Spirit living in your life. We should be so full of the Holy Ghost that people on our jobs can tell, people in our community can tell, people in our schools can tell. They should realize and recognize that there's something different in us. I wish you'd say there's something different in me. Come on, I've got something different. I've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Joseph was able to make it through dark nights. Because he made sure to be filled with God's Spirit. It's a conscious commitment. It's a dedicated decision. You've got to decide in your mind, I'm going to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to decide I am going to seek God. And when you seek God, you'll find God. But you've got to make up your mind, I'm going to be filled with God's Spirit daily. The third thing you must do if you want to have a healthy life, is you've got to take your multivitamins. There's a famous brand that makes multivitamins called One a Day. Joseph was able to say he's still alive after the pit, after the prison, after the problem, because what? He had one-a-day moments with God. See, you can't survive on yesterday's prayer meeting. You can't survive on yesterday's praise. You can't survive on yesterday's commitment. You've got to make up your mind. I'm going to seek God daily. I'm going to pray daily. I'm going to fast daily. See, if you don't take your multivitamins, your body will become deficient. When you don't have one-a-day moments with God, your inner man will become deficient. You will lack strength. You will lack faith. You will lack hope. You will lack joy. And see, Joseph didn't allow his environment to destroy his devotion. He prayed in the prison. He had one-a-day moments in the struggle. He praised in the pit. He worshiped in the difficulty. Your alone time with God will get you through any obstacle. It'll get you through any problem. You've got to make sure you have one-a-day moments. The fourth thing you must do if you want to have a healthy life, is you got to exercise. Here are some natural benefits to exercising. Number one, exercise combats health conditions. Number two, exercise improves your mood. And number three, exercise boosts your energy. Let me tell you, the same works in the spiritual world. When you exercise or you stretch your faith, Amen. Things will begin to be successful for you. See, we must go beyond just believing God. We must start exercising our belief in God. When you feel like running in service, run. Why? Because, friend, that's exercising your faith. When you feel like dance, dancing, dance. Why? Because that's exercising your faith. When you feel like getting baptized in the name of Jesus, do so. Why? Because that's exercising your faith. You need to put some activity behind your faith. Scripture says faith without works is death i wish somebody start exercising your faith you need to start raising your hands put some motion behind your faith put some activity behind your trust my faith not gonna it's not gonna be dead deceased or dormant it's gonna be alive see when your faith never gets exercised it will die you'll slowly stop reading your bible amen You'll you'll find yourself start backing away from the altar when you don't exercise your faith. During praise and worship, it'll be hard to raise your hand and get engaged in the service when you're not exercising your faith. Because as the scripture declares, faith without works is dead. But when you can believe God in the pit. And when you can believe God in the prison, like Joseph, your faith will be exercised. It will be strengthened and it will de- develop, which will help us in the three ki- critical areas that I mentioned that natural exercise can do. When you exercise your faith, number one, it'll help combat spiritual health conditions like doubt. And weariness and hopelessness. And number two, exercise faith will improve your mood. You will be filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And number three, when you have exercised faith, it'll give you a boost of energy. It'll give you a boost of excitement. It'll give you a boost of hope and joy where you're not coming in service feeling dead, but you're coming in service feeling excited. You're coming in service feeling Vibrant, feeling hope-filled, feeling energetic, entertained, knowing something good is around the corner. There's power of exercised faith, putting momentum and action behind your beliefs. See, we need to view our current pit not as a punishment, but as a gem. Amen. All it's doing is just getting your faith stronger when you're in that difficulty. It's not gonna be your demise. That difficulty is gonna be your development. Amen, because it gives you the opportunity to exercise your faith. This problem is not my punishment. This problem can be my promotion in faith because when I'm in a storm, it gives me the awesome opportunity to trust God. When I'm in a difficulty, it gives me the opportunity to stand on scriptures. So my problem is not punishment, My problem is promotion. It gives me the strength to believe God. Like one old adage says, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Can I tell you this morning that that problem's not going to destroy you. That storm is not going to kill you. That cross, come on, that difficulty is not going to be your demise. What is happening to you spiritually is you're just in the exercise room. You're just on the treadmill. You're just on the bench press getting stronger, getting more developed, getting more spiritual muscles where you can look at the problem and say, I know that God's going to make a way for me. Because Joseph did these four things, he was able to look at his brothers. He was able to look at the people that tried to destroy him, amen, that tried to throw him in a pit, that sold him into slavery. He was able to look at all of those things, and he was able to say, I am Joseph. I am still alive. I believe here this morning there's a group of people that have been practicing these four things. Amen. You have a a one-a-day moment with God. You've been making sure you've been filled with God's Spirit. Amen. You've been making sure that you have the right diet. And you've been making sure, amen, that you are exercising your faith. And when you do those things, you can look at any problem. You can look at any difficulty. You can look at any storm and say, guess what, devil? I am still alive. I'm still on the pew. I'm still going to the altar. I'm still raising my hands. I'm still worshiping. I've made it. And I'm going to make it through anything else. Let's all stand if we can. So I encourage you here this morning, emphatically and passionately, you will make it. You, You need to just say that. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Whatever I'm in right now, I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to get through it. I encourage you here this morning that you're going to overcome it. Amen. You're going to outlast your current attack. Scripture says not by might, not by power, not by your own intellect, not by your own wisdom. But the only way that you're going to be able to say like Joseph, I am still alive, is if you have God's Spirit working In your life that's the greatest component to get through any circumstance is by God's Spirit so I pray here this morning that we get the mindset of a Joseph that number one we say I'm going to make sure to have a healthy diet I'm not going to chew on what happened to me I'm not going to eat or digest that broken relationship I'm not going to think on it or dwell on it. I'm going to make sure that I'm eating the promises of the word of the Lord, not the problems of this world. Number two, you've got to have a mindset of Joseph. You've got to make sure that you are Holy Ghost filled. You've got to make sure that you have moments where you speak in tongues, not just here at an altar, but in your car. Amen not just on a Wednesday night but on a Thursday afternoon you begin to flow in the Holy Ghost and and number three got to have a mindset of Joseph where you have one a day moments with God you're not chewing on yesterday's experience but you say as for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord we're going to decide today we're going to have a fresh experience we're not going to eat on the ashes of yesterday we're going to get some fresh manna today and finally You have to have a mindset of Joseph where you exercise your beliefs. You put them into action. You give them some momentum. You don't just say, I believe in God. That's wonderful. That's great. But where is the fruit of our beliefs? Amen, where is the action behind what our declaration is? I feel like I'm preaching to somebody this morning that's saying, you know what? I'm gonna put some momentum behind what I say I believe. I'm gonna put some action behind my beliefs. Maybe God's telling you this morning, why don't you be baptized in Jesus' name? Maybe God's speaking in your ear. You need to come back to the front and you need to rededicate, recommit your life to me. Maybe God's speaking to you this morning. Come on, forgive that situation. Forgive that person, forgive that dilemma. God is saying today, it's time to exercise what you say you believe. So, friend, if God is ministering to your mind, if He is speaking to your spirit, why don't you decide today I'm going to exercise my faith? No longer is it words, but today it's going to be actions. Hey, come on, why don't you come down?